This month, Space Chaser will release their new album, Give Us Life, via Metal Blade Records. Celebrating their 10-year anniversary this year, Space Chaser is contemporary thrash metal with old-school influences straight from Berlin. On this record, the band turned to Dan Swano of Unisound Studios for mastering. The resulting 10 tracks will surely please new and old fans alike. Purchase your copy of Give Us Life now at metalblade.com slash spacechaser. Once again, the new album from Space Chaser, Give Us Life. Pre-order it now. Metalblade.com slash spacechaser. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petr Spych, Brandon Hahn, and Sylvia Alvarado. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hello, 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 friends out there. It is I, your host, Petr Spych. I am always joined by... Hola, mi amigos. Mm. Allow me to take uh, Sylvia's Spanish thunder. Oh. My name is Brandon Hahn. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at your buddy gooch. And don't let him take your your Spanish thunder, girl. Well, I, I automatically thought he was Mexican. I was like, who yes. is this person? Who's, Who's this, this guy? Person? Somebody with Duolingo. Oh. <laughs> That's what we call this, Duolingo. <laughs> no, it's an app. Uh, hopefully, hopefully they'll sponsor us. My name is Sylvia. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's the Sylvia. And make sure to follow our other co-host, Jocelyn Sharp. That's J O Z A L Y N Sharp at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, The Wizard of Jaws on TikTok. If you guys want to follow me, I am at Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter. Rise to Offend official on Instagram this week. Oh, I'm about to see these guys in about a oh, month. Shit. Fingers crossed at Psycho Vegas. That is, we our guest is Attila Cesar from Mayhem. Guys, we are here to talk about their new EP. It dropped already just this past Friday. It's out now. Activistic Black Disorder Commando EP. Guys, make sure if you haven't picked it up, you are. And we're going to play a couple tracks after the show. But before we do all that interview stuff, let's talk a little bit about the Metal Sucks News. We're here to tell you what you need to know. Metal Sucks News. Who is raping an upcoming show? Metal Sucks News. Dig it deep just to get the scoop. Metal Sucks News. Fill your head with the media's poop Now that we have your attention Lend us your ears Battle sucks news Controlling my thoughts Will it make you happy Or fill you with fear Battle sucks news To guide all the lost all right, there's the whole version. Yes. So now, don't you wow. feel like that was a little long? No. No? No. Everybody's right. fine with it. It's right. a song. You're very it's, talented. It's, it's 45 Thank minutes. You. Anyways. Yeah, you're welcome. I, 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 Brandon, Sylvia, I think you're, you got to pass on this one, all right? Oh, everybody, a huge apology oh. about our audio for last week's episode with Adam D. Now, I still released the episode with the audio that we had because the interview was great. I, I was a big fan. I always liked talking to Adam. And the audio was fine for the interview because I recorded that part of it. Now, Brandon. <laughs> oh, just, check it out. Check it out. That was a little jab at you. <laughs> oh, he, yeah. Brandon, Brandon is behind the mic. He's doing the recording and stuff like that. We actually had a malfunction of our equipment last week. But 
or not last week. It was actually two weeks ago. That's what I was saying. But because everybody was out of town, what ended up happening, guys, is that we recorded two episodes back to back. The first one with the bad equipment sounded fine. The second one, we're sorry. As someone, Basically, someone sent me on pee, Twitter, we're pee. sorry. Oh my gosh, we, that's really long. It's really long. I apologize. First off, well, the, just say sorry. The Metal Sucks news song was long, and this apology is super long. Well, some guy said we sounded like we were in Saddam's bunker. Okay, on Twitter, <laughs> and he's right. I listen back, but hey, I have how many people it, so, can say that? That's uh, I, I, uh, I, I thought it was, was funny. I did bunker. like it. I thought it was yeah. funny. I laughed. That's what I do if I laugh. Saddam, I'm like, oh, like. Saddam can say it, and then us. So mm-hmm. the apologies we over, guys. In there. That Metal was sucks oh news. Gosh. So hey, go listen to the episode last week if you haven't. Again, the audio. We are professionals, despite what you heard. Okay, um, we're sorry. Why didn't you hit record? Yeah, uh, you, 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 you pay you pay nothing for this podcast, so we're thankful okay, for you yeah. listening. <laughs> First new story, one that I I found interesting and got some traction is that a New Zealand mother she named her children Metallica, mm-hmm. Pantera, yeah. and Slayer. Okay, all American bands, which mm-hmm. I like. By the yeah, way, well, I don't know the famous New Zealand heavy metal band. New Zealand's great, but do they have one on that level? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Either. I don't think they have. What what do they have that? I know, that, that they're isn't known that for. Alien Weaponry from New Zealand? There's a couple bands from there that I think are in the rock metal world, but nobody on that level. Metallica, yeah. Pantera, Slayer. And I guarantee you some of the people that think they're from New Zealand will probably do the ultimate sin and say they're from Australia. Is that a sin? To, to Australians and New Zealand, New Zealanders, yes, it is. Okay. New Zealandians. New Zealanders. New Zealanders. New Zealanders. New Zealanders. So anyways, um, and it was a news story. As you guys know, I've named my child after a metal icon. Dio. I have, yeah, but I have that's a, a cool name. A, ba- a baby named Dio. And you know, with so. a middle name. Dio Patton. A, yeah. a Mike Patton and Ronnie James Dio. Yeah, yeah we put it together. That's awesome. So I've done that. So I was like, all right, yeah, yeah. People do this, I think, all the time. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't name my kid Metallica, Pantera, or Slayer because I feel like, I don't know. Well, let's I see here. I feel bad for Let's it. look at it this way. Let's look at the nicknames. You're going to have Tara for Pantera. No, you would have no, Panty. And then, Panty. And then Layer for Slayer. I think people are just going to scream Slayer at this baby in the mall and he's going to cry. Yeah, that's probably what's going to... Well, I mean, unless he's wearing his name tag. I don't think everybody's just going to run up to a random baby and scream Slayer in his face. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I yeah, unless he's wearing a tag that says, hello, my name is Slayer. I have a and feeling... Like, Slayer! I have a feeling this mother's going to take that baby to bars. <laughs> uh, uh, I have a feeling that she gave birth to the baby at the bars as well as conceived. <laughs> Anyways, and then what would the nickname be for Metallica? Uh, Talica, maybe? Talica? I don't know. All of, all of my nicknames end with Y. So yeah. it'd be like Tally. Mickey. Tally. Me- oh, it's got it. The Y is Mikey. Yeah. Jimmy, Joey. Joey. Yeah. You know, Susie. Don't got, forget you kind of got Boston on us. There's really no good Susie. nicknames there. That's what I'm saying. Kelly. Like, like Pantera, if you name your daughter Pantera, at least you could call her Tara. And every, and she's not going to look like, you know, she's getting food stamps. You know what I'm saying? It's like... I think the nickname should be Dime for Dime? Pantera. Okay. Oh, so you need... Name, I would nickname yeah, him name from it band after members. a person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're going to name it after a band member, I think that's... I would call Metallica's... Uh, I would call him Lars. I'd be like, Lars, get over here. So if you have a daughter, you would, you name her, a would you name her Dime? <laughs> would you name your daughter Dime? Uh, I had a dog named Dime. That's not the same. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, wow. That's definitely not the same. I, well, no, I'm just saying I, I, I didn't reference it to a daughter. I referenced it. I named something that I loved in the past. Okay. Dime. I so get that. So I was fine with that. But he's been long gone. Dimebag's so, been gone. You're going to make me cry. You know what? I'm not a, opposed to a daughter being named Dime. I'm okay If I'm going to name well, a child. Well, that means she's hot. I'm naming my child. I think child. a dime is slang for like a 10. If I'm oh. naming my so child. So I don't want to call my daughter a dime. 
after a metal That's band. That's true. If I'm here, right? Take it back. Hey, Dime, get over here. He I didn't even know it? that. <laughs> Uh, if I'm naming my daughter after a metal band, I'm yes. going anal cunt. Like, why? There, that's oh, a rap. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a rap. Let's see. I, I can, what, what, you'd be AC. That, AC. that was what, what AC. the nickname AC. for that band was. Guess what? And there was a guy on a show called uh, Saved by the Bell, AC Slater. We didn't know what his first name was. Could have been anal. What? I see that. Middle name could have been. Yeah, we, we owe a Seth Putnam RTO uh, oh, to one of our favorite peeps out there. Gosh. I got to do it after I do Chuck Schultz part three. <sighs> oh, one day. No, no, no. I, I gave a deadline to somebody three weeks. So well, I'll right. get to it. I'll get to it. We, I had I had just tragedy that happened. You yes. know? I've been at the yeah. hospital for a long mm-hmm. time. Yes. People, mm-hmm. people don't need to know all the details. But yes, anyways, but it's no. hard. No. Uh, anyways, um, but uh, Sylvia, what would you name your child if it was a metal or rock band? Mm, I was going to say Lamb of God, only because I can nickname them Lammy. Oh, Lammy. Wow. Doesn't a that good sound one. cute? I, nice. I, 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 would, I'm not I, like a, I do like Pennywise, <laughs> but I can see myself naming my kid Pennywise because of it and that. Yes. I, I sure, can sure, see sure. that. And um, otherwise. Pennywise the Spitch? Pennywise Spitch sounds no, awesome. No, the Spitch. Oh. Pennywise, Pennywise the Spitch. Okay. I like that. It sounds better. The spite. Otherwise, spite. like I, I, you know, like you think about band names, they're pretty. Like I don't want to call a kid Deftones. Yeah, you know, you, you name a kid Gojira. I'm just going off that tour that got postponed. You name a kid Gojira. It's like everyone knows it's Godzilla. Would you name a kid Godzilla? I like that name. Uh, not the way no. you pronounce it. Um, I would Godzilla. name my kid. Yeah, Godzilla. My, my favorite is Why Gamara. Is you guys know Gamara the turtle. That's Gamera. Like, Gamara. It's Gamera. It's not Gamera. It's Gamera. What are you, American? It's Gamara. Uh, yeah, I'm very American. <laughs> Cute and very American. By the way, yeah. it's not Gamera. You could take these guns out of my cold, dead hands, gay boy. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. Where'd that come from? That's Americans. I was just from the Midwest. Where'd that for come a, from? I was he in the Midwest. just came for like, back from the Midwest. So you need to explain that. It's just like, okay, look, my dad. Um, okay, everybody. Gamara. Everybody has. Somebody in their family that's a little racist or a little homophobic, uh, sometimes a little both. Um, You might, I call him dad, (laughs) you know, and it's like, I can't cut this guy out of my life, but I could go. He hung out with him this past week that he was, he was out of town. It rubbed off on you a little bit. It didn't, no, it didn't rub off. That joke definitely came from his dad. Well, you know what it is though? It's because now, because I kept making fun of him all weekend to my cousins, you know, Uh... and it's like. So we were just so kind of laughing, stuck. you know, so now it's like, now I'm like, oh man, why well, forget that not everybody gets the inside joke. So when I make it like that, I'm like, oh, are you ready for this? It. Are you ready for this? Gay Mara. Gay Mara. Gay Mara. Gay Mara? Gay Mara? So you said, I said Gamara? You said, it's not Gay Mara. I could guarantee, first off, <laughs> Gay Mara. Gay Mara. I, I like gay how Mara. you were trying to prove a point. I'm trying to prove a point on YouTube and it backfired yeah. on me, but I did it live. Well, I was just I was just explaining this gay joke that could have gotten taken way the wrong way, and then you come back with Gay Mara. <laughs> gay Mara. Gay Mara. You said it's, what'd you, what'd gay you Mara. I said it was Gamera. I thought Gamera? it was Gamera. I say Gamara, and, and YouTube uh, says Gay Mara. Gay Mara. Uh, Which one know. do we want to go with? I'm going Gamera. Gamera. He's a fucking turtle. I like Gamara. He's Kaiju. He's awesome. Okay, right. I would name a child kaiju that's kind of cool that like is that? cool i like kaiju. kaiju yeah i'll take that okay well you know what that's it if there's any hoes so out there if, that want to carry my baby baby let me know we'll name that child too right. soon too soon that's um we will name yeah, too that <laughs> child kaiju that's not how you approach no lady. i'm saying i'm saying like look we'll have a i'll, I'll go look I'll, that's not how you approach i'll go i'll go jerk off in an ice tray and oh. just go here take this take this ice cube 
No. You know, and then I'll talk to you in like nine months and then we'll work out an arrangement. I don't think it's I don't done think with that's ice I thought that's how, that's how you make babies. That's no. what I thought. Oh. Ice cube tray, huh? Well, I mean, you, you got to take your weenie, uh, you, put it in the... Wait, what? <laughs> you got to take it. Uh, oh, yeah. well, this is an off show topic. Oh. Lamb of God, anal cunt, and then I named my kid Dio. Or, Obviously. or what about Corpse Grinder? Oh. Because Corpse Grinder is a freaking sweetheart. I follow him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Or on he's, Instagram. He's, he's great. Um... But that's I yeah. I, I can I, I I imagine naming your child corpse grinder would be that's a step above. That, that's that's worse than AC. Yeah, <laughs> he can't get really? out of nothing. What's his name? Like it's, that's a name. name if your name grinder. is Corpse Grinder, it's like you're destined to be either a a computer hacker or b like a UFC fighter. It's like you're you're you're, you're, you're it is like a wrestling nickname. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're you're definitely you know Corpse Grinder gave himself that name. It's not like his parents named that. No, I, it's a nickname. I know. his name is George. But yeah, I love him though. Yeah, uh, I but I don't know how, how we got that. Name. Okay, okay. There's I'm probably just saying, some history. Out there's there, probably some history to it. I'm just saying like you got to like you got to earn history. You got to earn it. So if you get a game name like Corpse Grinder, you, you, he earned that name. How the fuck do you earn that name? Well, that's well, what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> this I hope it's not like a literal nickname. You, like. Yeah. You give birth to a baby and you name it Corpse Grinder. Hello. You earned oh. it. How do you earn that Hey, name? man, you, 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 you destroyed your mom's vagina. Oh, God, I'm mad at you. But you know what? You crawl through that. You treat it like a tough mutter competition. And now, guess what you get to be named? Why Corpse Grinder. Mutter? Tough name your, mudding. Name your kid. Uh, no, I'm just saying, like him crawling out of the couch. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Tough mudding. Tough mudding. You know, what I mean, it's, it looks I'm, hard. I'm, I'm it seeing, hard. I get it. I get it. I get I'm it, seeing yeah. a baby, kind of like Bruce Willis and Die Hard in the uh, yeah, air yeah. ducts, the, come, coming out of a bloody vagina. Come on over. And everybody's saying corpse grinder. It, it, you gave me a visual that's going to make me move on to the next story. Come, come to California, have a few laughs. Next story, guys. <laughs> now, cameo. I I I have gone down there, and there are people I like on there. I know Keith yeah. Buckley's on there from every time I die. Word. But for some reason, when it first started that happening, cameo. that cameo, not yeah. that cameo, right, not I'm that gonna, cameo, not Oops. that one. Well, that's pretty awesome. Uh, but uh, I first thought I thought it was guys like, hey, you know, you can get whatever somebody that's I don't know. I kind of always thought I, I don't know it, it might be bad to say this. I kind of always thought it was like washed up. Yeah, a little bit. No, I thought the or same thing. Like it was, it was, it was you know, like, all right, you can get somebody from Vince Neil or you know, people that are someone kinda, from like the eighties, the nineties, yeah, yeah. maybe the seventies. Yeah, exactly. That are not relevant. Nostalgia is what I thought was cameos. Deal. Yeah, but Megadeth's Dave Mustaine, who I think is he's relevant, very relevant, has always been relevant in in the heavy metal world. He got on cameo. His first price was one hundred fifty. Then it went to two hundred. Then it went to two fifty, and that's now it's three hundred, and that's in one week. So I'm assuming that's a very popular cameo thing. Maybe because he's not a washed up guy. But uh, what cameo is? Because all I know is cameo is that we made fun of Vince Neil. Yeah, doing that's that, it. The, the Hey Taco uh, mm-hmm. one. And uh, so you pretty much. Oh, dude, there was. There was. Keep on rocking, shout the devil and. Uh, James Labrie from Dream Theater did some that I saw that were like acapella versions of songs that were like. That, that got out there in the internet. And he also got kind of made fun of. So I don't know. Anyways. So I think what the main thing about Cameo is people reach out to them and kind of like make requests. Yeah. And then, you know, you pay whatever fee, like the 300, and then they send it to whoever you want to send it yeah, to. So or like, it could be for yourself. I could be like, hey, Dave Mustaine, for $300, uh, say Metallica sucks. And he'd be like, hey, man, it's Dave. Metallica sucks. Except for what I did. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that would right. be like kind of his answer, right? I got you. <laughs> Except that would for, totally be a response. Except from what they stole from me. Except for all those four horsemen, great mm. songs I wrote. Hello, yeah. me, it's me again. And then he kind of like goes over what you... Yeah. 
<laughs> so uh, set him into a downward would spiral. Would you guys do a cameo for a friend? No. Uh, what? Wait, if we would ask, like I'm, I'm like assuming, we like, like, hey, I want my kid to have a birthday wish from Jack Black, who I don't know no. is on cameo. I, no. I doubt he is. But no. my point is, you would not do that. No, no, no. I, I, I would. The most I would spend on something like that would be like, and I mean, you would have to be a like a gigantic fan. Like you would have to be a gigantic. You're a gigantic fan. Cleveland Browns fan, so if I can get you a cameo of Baker Mayfield if you, saying "Happy Birthday, Brandon Hahn," I'm gonna go. What do you think? I'm one of these morons that just follows that around, huh? I'm not a drone. You, I'm not a drone. You would be stoked. Why can't Baker show me his dick? That's what Bro. I'd be like. Oh, sorry. What? Huh? It's not on cameo. Nothing, you want nothing. me to request that? Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. 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 I would. I would do this. I didn't see the dick. I would. Thing I coming. would pay. And you never do. And that's why you I got never a black see eye. The dick jokes coming. That's why you got a black eye. Oh, he said I didn't see the dick. Coming and I said, "So you got a black eye? Did you get it? Because the dick hit his face. Oh, it did hit. Okay. God damn it! I swear to God, dude. Oh my God. I feel like his jokes are off and not us. I am. (laughs) I did spend a week of drinking like a lot in the Midwest and uh, no sleep. So shut up. Yeah, just got back. (laughs) There was there was a dude. There was a shut up. I don't know if we could talk about it, but there was a text message that I was like, what happened? Oh, <laughs> yes, there was. Can this we is bring what happened. That up okay. So we I, didn't prep for this. I, I'm in like, can I like, read the text message? It's like Osseo, Michigan. Okay. Ooh. And it's like in the middle of nowhere. Uh-huh. It's two hours away from Detroit. Okay. Okay. And I was going somewhere and I was like, all right, I had to go back to the Detroit airport. I punched in the Avis rent a car and the Detroit. Let me explain to them. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I punched in the Avis rent a car and the Detroit. And long story short, instead of going to Detroit, Michigan, I go all the way to Fort Wayne, Indiana, which <gasps> is two and a half hours away from Detroit. Oh, no. Like I just, but the thing is, it's all back roads and there's no, there's like yeah. not a lot of street signs and i didn't see the indiana oh, thing so i'm just kind of like uh, I like and I, I mean Out of i was blue. just completely i'm completely like checked out i'm completely checked out i'm just i'm just obeying just the sweet glow of surrey get me home surrey and boy did surrey fuck up well actually i probably fucked now, up i don't know the region but like i got the text like hey man i was supposed to take a flight to detroit but you know i ended up in fort wayne indiana at another airport and i'm like okay that's a lot to unpack <laughs> like, yeah i, was like, I oh, need like no. all kinds of and then you had to make a yui i'm telling you like that's it's just like <laughs> a yui would not have fixed no it was not a yui it was it was then i got to the airport this this flight i think right yeah, yeah i had yeah. To, I, I got like a refund on southwest which was nice of them but it was like oh that's dude good. then i had to take american and i felt like a second class citizen but whatever you know like <laughs> Oh, but he will not do a cameo. I will not the, do a cameo. The, the long the story short is, well, look, I mean, I'll drive two and a half hours out of my way to go to a wrong airport and take a $600 hit to get home. But I'll tell you what, if somebody gives me a cameo of anybody, I'm going to be like, well, I mean, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But again, even Baker Mayfield, this is how I look at people, athletes and, and rock stars and, and some of my favorite metal stars. I, I don't get starstruck. I just go, you're someone who's good at their job. At their that's craft. it. They're, you're just uh, someone who's good at your job. I've been so, starstruck like twice. So that's what I'm saying. But I, I don't, though. I'm just, I just look at somebody. I'm like, you're good at your job. You know what I mean? Like, you couldn't do this, guys. You, you couldn't even change a spare tire. You know what I mean? Some of these guys. And it's like, I'm like, but this Brandon, guy. you're no fun. I'm not when it comes <gasps> to, to, to. You're no fun. But rock stars want. I would imagine that rock stars would want most people to treat them like that. Yeah. Right? yeah Wouldn't yeah. you want that? I, I mean, yeah, it's like, I, mean, I don't want somebody coming at me saying, like, oh, you're so great. I mean, they do it all the time, Sylvia. They're just like, oh, God, you carry the podcast. And it's like. Guys, I'm just one man. It's a team. It mm-hmm. takes a team mm-hmm. to carry these guys. Forgot to turn the mics on last episode. Hey, whatever. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> just... It's, it's, look. 
I'm not going through a rough. Uh, I don't know if that's what happened. I'm going through a rough personal time right now, guys. Oh boy! boy. Last story before we get into our interview with Attila here from Mayhem, guys. It's just a quick story Mm -hmm. that I want to bring up. Now, HBO, the king of uh, trauma porn. That's all they're doing now in their documentary worlds, right? That's all they're doing is like the. Woody Allen stuff, oh. and the, you know, R. Kelly, R. And Michael Kelly, Jackson, Michael yeah. Jackson stuff. Just like, oh, look at how brutal the '90s were. Um, Woodstock '99, peace, love, and rage documentary is coming soon. The reason that I'm bringing this story up is because a lot of people you watch the trailer and you're like, wow, wow, wow. And we did a documentary on Woodstock. Mm-hmm. We didn't just do it on Woodstock '99. All, de- we did all, all three, three generations, generations of it. And it's like, I feel like that. And I, and I haven't seen this, so I don't want to say anything right here. But I, I feel like that if we just focus on the fucking downfall and not the great thing that the original Woodstock was and all those things, I feel like, man, that's where our society's at now. We only want to hear the fucking trauma and shitty things yep. and not all yeah. the way that goes that's up. It. It's all, a story has I think because it's it. the drama Woodstock of it. Woodstock has beauty to nah, it. Nah, people are, they love drama. And they love yeah. having their, their heroes torn down. Like, I, that's why I like, I, 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 I don't like having. I don't like seeing people that I respect and, and, and admire being torn down. You know, I mean, it, it does bother me when like a famous rock star or something like that has some crazy allegation. It sucks. I hate it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because you do feel like, again, it's totally made up, but you do feel like some kind of a bond or something like with these people that we kind of that we relate to, especially mm-hmm. the famous people. But it's like nowadays it's just kind of like all it is they just want to catch each other mm-hmm. catch each other they want to throw somebody else they want to throw somebody under the bus and then they want to catch it's just it's do you so think ugly it's dude. gonna like the documentary is gonna make the bands for people that don't know like i said we did documentary so we kind of did a whole thing on this but corn the red hot chili peppers when they did Jimi hendrix fire they told people to keep the fires going that were going on uh you know like limp biscuit started a riot you know corn said it was the best show they ever had in their life raids against the machine burned a flag like there was all these bands that were there that were doing all kinds of things do you think that it's going to be a negative light on our scene in general because it's all heavy bands no i think uh well especially with like or is it going to make them cool again it's going to make i think it's going to i think rage is again depending on the political slant rage i think that'll just make them look cool like they've been doing it for way before it was cool you know what i mean like they were just one of those guys that were doing that type of stuff Uh, i don't think there's anything that's going to bring bring back limp biscuit to you know, to prominence, you know I mean? They're always going to be famous and they're always going to have their fans. They're always going to have, I think something like this will uh, make people very much more interested in them. Cause they, like I said, people love to hate and they're like, if you look at it, they're like the villains of Woodstock 99. They are the ones that everybody puts the blame on. Right. You know, right. Um, But, but what I'm saying is, is like, if they do do that again, if they give their, their side of the side of the story and it will be interesting to hear Fred Durst actually speak on these things, you know, t- 25 years later, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, this is, th- that would be kind of interesting. I'm I want to hear what, I want to hear what the, yeah. I want to hear what the grown man has to say, mm-hmm. as opposed to the rock star that bought into his own hype. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, how old was he at the time? Like 20 something. Uh, it was 99. And I mean, Limp Bizkit came he out in 97. Like, so might've been his mid twenties or thirties. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but yeah, dude, it's like, uh, I, I think clearly that like, the uh, the the uh, you know the story behind it like i said we did a documentary guys rise to offend go see our woodstock episodes if you're interested definitely check out the documentary if you're interested in the fucking downfall of woodstock because mm-hmm. it looks like that's what we're focused on here but um 
it is definitely worth your time to check it out because I thought it was an amazing story from start to finish. You know, when it was, I did the research. Yeah. It, it is, and it, and and again, like the one thing about Woodstock is you you hear all these things that were um, created out of good. You know, like I think the intentions were good until '99. It's like then '99, it was 100 percent cash grab. Even in the one in the, in, in the '80s too. '94. '94. The Even one in the '80s. Well, there was a 10th anniversary of Woodstock, but that one was like the opposite of a cash. Okay, grab. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, that was just that was just guys showing up at the field, and there was. But '94, as much of a cash grab it was, it was like a I think a beautiful event. But it here's was, the yes. thing: uh, the the allegations and, and the rape and all that stuff that happened at all of them. Right. Yeah, that wasn't something that was just specific for well, that I one. Know, the fires and the destruction. That, that was was, was that mainly the ninety nine one? Yeah, the fires okay. and all the, the fires. Because I, I vaguely remember like hearing all about it like it's on a, MTV dude, and like the news. It's a crazy story. Like I said, if you guys want to go check out the RTO, it's a crazy story of how those promoters just fucked up everything, you know, and then, you know, try to change things at the last minute. And it happened at every Woodstock and and uh, like I said, a very good story. I wish the documentary focused on all of it, like we kind of did, because there's mm-hmm. so much to unwrap to just the name Woodstock and the music, the music festival and the scene and what it did for everything. Um, but it looks like it's just going to be a quick whatever, and then jump into the the trauma porn that we all. <laughs> it's just no. It's... Give me people that are sad and yeah. show me that life is yeah, awful. People love drama. They yeah, love that's it. it. That's it. And it's like it. that's why that's why that's why I don't think it's really going to do that much because. I think people I, are going to really... I think, I think people are huge on the Woody Allen one. I think people are huge on the Michael people, Jackson one. I think people, I think people our age one. are. Yeah. I think people our age is. But as far as the youth go, it's like, how much respect does the youth have for that, that this, time frame? That's, that's what sucks is that this does represent a generation. Yeah. And it teaches that to show how ugly a generation was. But it doesn't really represent no, a not, there's a, there's so much change. But I don't, when people see a documentary in modern times, because I don't think a lot of reading and a lot of things, like I said, what I what I'm experiencing in my circle, this is just a, a thing that I noticed, is that they take that as wow, that's how people were back. Then. Probably, yeah. And and to, to to the negative on Woodstock '99 and how much you can exploit of of the bad and the rage and the aggro and the. The scene, the music, everything that put together—it's—it's it's pretty big. It shine it, yeah, it definitely. If you shine a light on that, it, it does make people look really bad. So, anyways, with that, my friends, check out the documentary. I'm going to myself, but hopefully, if you want to check out the whole story, go check out our documentary version. It's Rise to Offend. Uh, that's the name of our other podcast. So, with that, my friends, let's get into a fun, great chat. Finally, got to talk to Attila Cesar from the legendary Mayhem. Everybody, what is going on? Petter, Metal Sucks Podcast. On the phone, I have Attila from Mayhem. We are here to talk about the new EP, Atvistic Black Disorder Commando EP. It's coming out July 9th, so make sure you guys are pre-ordering it, picking it up. Let's talk, dude. Let's jump right into punk rock music, man, because I'm such a huge fan. And that's such a a big part of... uh, you know, the entity, I think, of black metal, at least attitude and stuff like that. So tell me about your love for punk rock. And that's the second half of this EP for people that, that don't know. Hi, everybody. And uh, it's great to be here in your show. And thanks for the interview. And yeah, this is, uh, this is a long story, actually, because um, um, when I started to listen to music pretty early, like I think uh, like I was eight years and stuff like 10 years I already listened 
nine years old, heavy metal and shit, you know. I discovered this alone. I didn't have brothers or sisters, which is a bit strange. But anyway, um, I was completely hooked on like Judas Priest, ACDC, Iron Maiden. And in 83, something happened that uh, I discovered punk music. And also that year, uh, three important records came out. One was uh, Dead Kennedy's Plastic Surgery Disaster, which was the second LP I ever bought in my life. And you have to, I must, you have to admit or, or consider that I'm uh, from Hungary. We were in a communist country. So all this vinyl has been smuggled in and been priced like gold. And you can add that, that we were peace pure, peace poor. So if you add that together, like, man, I had to think about maybe I could afford one vinyl in a one year that hop how it was and that that pickup was a dead kennedy's one when i was uh, like 13 or something and also there was a gbh city baby attack by rats i think that's also from 83 and exploited troops of tomorrow man these three albums came to me they fucking shaved me or <laughs> i don't know like <laughs> fucking throw me into the mat throw me into the punk I, I didn't leave uh, metal behind, but I was looking for more extreme music, and that was it. I just couldn't have enough, you know, and uh, they they were straightforward, punchy, even that Kennedy's, like, technical, you know, but something you haven't heard before, because this we are talking about the age of, like, yeah, Maiden, you know, Number of the Beast or something, you know. So, so um, what happened... Uh, I, I got completely into it. And then if you just think about it, if let's make a, a soup, you know, put a, put metal in it and put punk, these three albums. And I think you pretty much got this. That's black metal. That's extreme metal coming up from that somehow, one way or another, I think. If you, it's, just suppose you do this mix, you know, you, the essence, if you take the essence of punk and essence of metal and you mix it, I think you got something like extreme metal. And that's what happened around the mid of eighties when the first like Venom came out. Mm -hmm. uh, like, like, yeah, that was naturally. And I discovered Venom, you know, and that was a new chapter for me. So then I moved back to extreme metal and started to play myself as well, you know, in eighty-five something, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, so, um, but I, I never really left behind the punk and. Uh, the thing is also like the second drummer of my first band, Tormentor, was Jolt Mahat, who came from the hardcore punk scene of Hungary. And I was the Benjamin in the band. I was always the youngest man in the beginning, up till at least Mayhem. Well, the Mayhem Varg was younger than me. But anyway, I'm like, not, I'm not the youngest. <laughs> you know, but the, in, not the beginning I was. Venom was the fucking game changer and then destruction and Sodom and stuff. And yeah, this is what I was going to say, that our drummer, mm -hmm. Jolt, I met him. Uh, he was from the punk scene and punk hardcore scene and he became the drummer of Tormentor. And you know what happened when I met him and became, became friends, he was like uh, coming over my place, took all my tapes. I went to his place. Took all his tapes, see you in a week, <laughs> you know, and we just copied each other other music. And this way I discovered 
you know, um, other bands like, for instance, Discharge, Rudimentary Penai, you know, which mm -hmm. are on the uh, compilation. Also, other things like Skinny Pop Tea, you know, and um, I don't know, Frontline SMB, Diamond the Galas, Current 93. I'm just throwing in different genres mm -hmm. uh, from the music, you know, like even Psychobilly and shit with, with these people. So I, I was lucky because uh, Tormentor was like, very peripheric, like extreme metal back then even not was so much appreciated by the metal, the mainstream metal scene in the beginning, you know, we were kind of on the edge and, and the punk, I think that was the end of the first punk wave too. So a lot of people from the punk scene came to our show. So this is how I hooked up with these guys. And, uh, I still have best friends from there actually. And, um, so this, they, I've been, I've been a metalhead, but I've been really, really affected and influenced. I had a lot of influences from all this punk and other alternative scenes of music. And, and then, uh, just to end it, like when, first time we went, went out with, I, I was in US um, with Mayhem, we played in San Francisco, and in the backstage, this dude comes in, hello. I am yellow, yellow Biafra. <laughs> nice. I'm like, who? <laughs> you know, like, fuck, you are my hero. <laughs> you know, and like, uh, and uh, since, you know, we hooked immediately and even Necro was, we, we both were like with Necro, shit, you know. And um, actually, I'm still in contact with Jello. We talk time to time. We are very good friends nice. and uh, and whenever he comes to Hungary I've been always invited and the same you know when he's when playing San Francisco or anywhere he's around he's most welcome to any of our mayhem or any of my shows of course so so it's fucking great because uh, I mean I just it's I, I was blown away like he came to our show so he respected our band you know and and this was another thing I, I, which was even earlier happened to me when I, before I joined Mayhem, I was in Hungary and this US band called Integrity came over mm. and, and, uh, I, I even didn't much know that much. And some friend told me they were going to play. I was like, fuck, I come and check. So I was just at the venue and some of the dudes just walked by me or I don't know how happened. Someone introduced us and they were so happy to meet me. And I was not even in mayhem then, you know, just they knew that I used to be in mayhem and I had came from this like, black metal or extreme metal. And we had such a great conversation, so much common themes. I was like blown away, like, fuck, I love you guys so hardcore that we, you know, because uh, for me, like I say, it was always in my heart so, since I'm a kid, you know, and and, you know, also when I met in the 80s with these friends from the punk scene, what fucking was the most interesting that those guys were listening. Creator, Sodom, Battery, you know. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I'm listening to this church, EVH, you know, like. So, <laughs> it was fucking cool. And I mean, that's how it is for me. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, 
I don't know what, what else I could add here. <laughs> yeah, no worries, my man. Yeah, so um, what I was going to uh, bring up is that the attitude in the era of punk rock, it was dangerous, man, growing up at that time mm-hmm. frame. And obviously black metal, very mm-hmm. dangerous as well. Do you feel mm-hmm. that music has lost its danger in the in the last few years? Or do you think there's going to be a new scene that's going to come up and, and the kids are going to be like, I'm scared of this and I want more of this? Um, yeah, I mean, I in the eighties everything was different. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not quite sure why it's changed, but I can tell in Hungary, on the first tormentor shows there was not even security. Oh, nice! <laughs> you know, yeah, so, it was dangerous. So that was like <laughs> that was dangerous as fuck, and it happened all the time. This mess, fuck ups, you know, and fights and mosh pits and. Especially that people came from the different music scene, you know, it can cause some misunderstandings here or there, you know, a little bit. And but it was more like this hardcore fan base we had. So everybody was welcome who could fight. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and all the rest of the people were behind. So the first tournament or shows, man, for the first years, it was like I could never see the fucking audience. It was always the first three, four, five meters from the stage, that was always the same 15 dudes just standing there and jumping around. But if you went there, that was the red zone. You had to fucking fight, you know? So that was always the same 10 people in the front. And like a couple of meters behind, you could see the rest of the people like standing over. Like it was like if it would be a fucking, uh, I don't know, like a fence or something in front of the stage, you know? And that's how it was and i seen you know people were burning vinyls i was like on the stage like fucking what is this smoke you know i i almost choked like it was <laughs> it was fucking pvc burning you know and like this guys that was really fucking crazy and massive and i think it's the same in the punk scene and i think somehow it was very new people were super wild and i think authorities didn't give a fuck of course i mean here in hungary we were in the old system man if you call the cops that was the worst idea you could do you know because they just came and before they ask they hit that was the old times you know like you are happy if they don't have questions just got a punch and fuck off (laughs) because if they ask a question whatever you answer that's the next punch you know (laughs) they don't it's just uh yeah that was the old time fucking dick dictature bro this is i know it's been tough tough everywhere u.s tough cops too but you know here it was like fucking crazy in the old system and uh, the thing is like um, now i think things changed and uh, i think it's 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 a culture grown and and i think now people you know, when, when maybe in the beginning, when people came to these shows, that was every for everybody new. Everybody not was coming a bit for fight. Nobody knew what to expect. Now it's like a long, beautiful metal culture behind us and extreme metal. And and the people, I think it's more respect more, more each other. I think that's what happens through the years. And, and, and I mean... Also, even back in the days, man, okay, this happened, but most of the time when there was a mosh pit, if someone felt off, you know, it was not like other people's face, but trying to save him and get him back as soon as possible, right? Get out of the floor, get up from the floor. And 
So it's and and I, since I'm playing with Mayhem, can't even recall when I seen any like serious aggression or you know which was not just like a funny thing but mm-hmm. like something like fuck maybe 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 in Norway but that was another musician smashed another musician face with a glass and fucking bottled oh. <laughs> I seen I was like wow but that, that they were not even fans <laughs> just two <laughs> musicians you know so I uh, fuck I don't know it's I think you know what I don't miss that thing I I've been there. I don't miss that fucking chaos actually so much. It was cool, and I think it was a good high school of black metal for me because I was like most likely in that age uh, with Tormentor. And now I think it's it's I like that that the scene is like these crossovers. Like when I look at Hellfest, even Skinny Poppy plays there. Yeah. It's, it used to be the punk bands came in, like Exploited, of course, as always, the first, and then bringing the rest. And then then not even industrial bands are. So it's, uh, I like it that it's, um, it's, it's, it's it, we should, I, I like this kind of like opening, you know, of like be open minded, you know, and, and it's cool that they invite these bands and metalheads can check out this other stuff and then. Probably for these musicians too, it's gonna be fucking cool to experience like a big metal crowd, like <laughs> imagine Skinny Poppy or I don't know, Nine Inch. Well, they are. It's not that far either, you know. But I mean, for me, that's also, you know, punk for me is kind of like a root of all this music somehow. You know, like Iggy Pop. Come on, and like, what the fuck we are talking about? Like, it's. It's it's innovates to me. It's the root of skinny puppies, one way or another. You know, I mean, even though it's a completely fucking different music, it's industrial and electro. Um, I feel somehow it's all this came from this underground alternative kind of punk movement, with artistic movement. You know, and that's united. If it unites with the metal, that's fucking great. I think. So, and it's super cool to send out these signals, you know, the discharge guys. Like, I heard somebody told me that there's a video that they listen and they like the song. I'd really fucking check that out. I met those guys in Hungary with, uh, and Stephen O'Malley was here, a guitarist of Sun. We're like, fuck, let's go see Discharge. It's tonight. We hang out with the guys then. Fucking cool, you know. <laughs> Such a great night. We got shit faced. For sure they don't remember, but I do. We <laughs> 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 did these photos with them, like, yeah. <laughs> it was really cool. And I just, uh, I heard that they liked. Man, that, there's a video somewhere I should check. Like, they, or, or something. Like, they, they, they listening and someone taped it. Like, they listened. The thumbs up. And maybe a, a cover. Yeah. <laughs> I like totally that. Cool. That's cool. We got to get Jello so Biafra to do that on the other cover. Yeah. <laughs> so, really? No. Fuck. That would be great. And uh, yeah, I mean, fucking Nec- Necro was a friend of Marky Ramon. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking cool. And like, um, uh, so we definitely we have it. And you know what? I just uh, actually I talked yesterday with Necro. I just talked to him that yeah, I have a bunch bunch of interviews. He was happy to hear that. And 
Yeah, we were we were we were talking a little bit about this punk scene too that how we were influenced and like what's going on and all this shit, you know. So, so uh, what I was doing, yeah, he mentioned this Marky Ramon that he, they were friends. I even didn't know, you know. I was like, fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that's and also when I talked to him, um, it's not like. We are that special, but somehow I feel that this thing, and I didn't think about it. This album was not planned at all, man. This is like a Frankenstein shit we sew together just to give something to the fans in the COVID, right? It's good, man. Yeah. We would be fucking touring now and do all the festivals. There was a plan, but it's never happened in our career that everything is shut down. We are, we had like just the last year, hundred shows canceled. And we are just sitting here and waiting, and we have a new album out, which is not fresh anymore. This is something we never experienced. Nobody did. So we just agreed and came with this idea that we had a bunch of these recordings lying around. Let's do something. Let's at least give something to the fans. And in the beginning, I must say, I was skeptic with the idea, like, what the fuck to do? The three songs left over from the last record, what the fuck is the relation of those to 80s punk songs, <laughs> you know? So, but, well, artist freedom, and this is especially mayhem, <laughs> you know? So, but I was a slightly skeptic, and you know what? Now I like it. I fucking love to send out these signals to Discharge and 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 my friends like Jello, you know? And also like, you know, a little bit show it to the kids that this is our roots, and if you are into the, the, the roots of the music you like, I guess, like I used to be, I guess other kids doing too. It's interesting to check these records, you know, and let it do some research in this mid eighties punk binaries and hardcore shit like discharge. You know, it's brilliant stuff. It's gold. Yes. A lot of gold there. And and but I was talking with Necro, ironically, like and it's not like how cool we are with Mayhem, but this is actually so honest. We didn't even plan this record like what happened, Hellamer just had some extra time in the studio and they just had a couple of drinks. <laughs> they had this party mood, what the fuck to do? Well, let's record some punk covers. And they just picked up songs, didn't fucking call me, man. I was like, <laughs> dude, next time you fucking call me, maybe I have a pickup. So it's like, uh, but the good thing was <laughs> they picked up the right bands. So that was fine. I was like, fuck. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's okay, but you know, I would not mind to sing like Nightmare Continues, for instance, or Discharge. Not like this song is not great, but I just wanted something where I was like fucking banging my head when I was a kid, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and, dude. Uh, you know, if I do something I wanted, but I mean, I was totally in the vein. I mean, if you are a fan of a band, you know, you are just, you got it in your veins. So it was no problem to sing, but but uh, i'm just saying how it went like this is how spontaneously came and i told to necro about it and i said we were talking about i don't know who else could do it from black metal you know maybe dark Throne. like to to keep it like well, anyone can do it but i'm just thinking uh, uh, let's put it in my in that way like i wonder who came in the black metal scene from this kind of roots as or how or who could do this like, I don't care really. I don't give a fuck because like I said, we didn't 
we, we, we didn't even plan it. So I was just what I was trying to say that uh, uh, who could probably a lot of other ways, but who could be what's the right word like um, uh, doing it uh, original or honest, you know, yes. from from other black people. I'm sorry, my English is sometimes very flat, and my brain and it's still it's still morning for me, you know, fucking was doing all night this score for a horror movie with Greg Anderson from Sanno. Yeah. And it's like a VHS uh, tapes and it's a new horror movie of this series and we made a soundtrack. It was fucking awesome. And it was, that, I never heard a guitar sound like Greg produced. It was like mountains falling from the sky, really. Like I called him, you are not picking, you are welding. <laughs> you are welding with your guitars, bro. So, so it was, it was last night, so I went really late bed, uh, bed and uh, I'm, I'm here now. So uh, anyway, I... back to the punk stuff. Or, or I let you lead, I let you take over. Because oh, I just dude, I... get on with this verse. <laughs> I love everything okay. you're saying. But yeah, I definitely think Thank that you. the extreme... Uh, the EP, when we talk about it, it is like a side A, side B thing, which is totally what yeah. I'm used to, and I love it. So that's why you got the, the mm-hmm. three new songs you know, for the fam, the Mayhem fans, and then you guys mm-hmm. do the cover songs. Were you a big fan when Slayer did the uh, Dissident Aggression, when they did the Punk Rock Covers album? Were you a fan of that record? Dude, I just heard yesterday. Oh, I you... didn't hear that album. Oh. I just, I was, it's last night someone told me this is my bar. I was talking about these interviews, and someone asked me, hey, did you hear the Slayer? I was like, what Slayer? The fucking Slayer did this. I'm like, huh? Oh, fuck, I need to check. Of course, I mean, Slayer is one of my favorites, actually, of all time. I really adore those guys. So I was like, like I think I heard about it. Somehow I just passed by, yeah. probably. I don't know. You know how it is. Just forgot about it. But uh, definitely I want to check. And... Yeah, I mean, you can see, like, they had, Hanneman had this Dead Kennedy sign sometimes on his guitar, I remember, <laughs> and shit like that, so, um, they definitely, they came from, they are half-hardcore, like, all my hardcore fans, they love Slayer, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's definitely, Slayer is a bridge there, bro, I mean, they are, they are fucking amazing. They were, and they are still, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But with that, what you saw, like that thrash band pull that off where they did these cover songs and and they Mm -hmm. captured the energy. You guys capture the energy as well. Would you guys think about doing like a full full covers punk rock record? Would you guys ever think about doing that or not? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I think I I would not mind, Mm -hmm. but uh, now I feel it would be a little bit too maybe forced you yeah, know I, I i i think the beauty of it that it really came not natural and we didn't have any plans with it mm-hmm. we just had it had them and actually there was i think a few more covers um which we didn't use here for some reason but i think that was one a battery and more which so was maybe not i think there was at least one more punk or two more i think that strike there was a that strike song I don't fucking know, uh, but it's a good question. I would not mind. I like to make covers, um, but uh, I think for now it's cool. It's enough. Um, I just did a Leibach cover with a band called Noctiferia from Slovenia. That's yeah. fucking cool too. And 
even when there was a COVID time, I was going mad actually in January, February. That was it when I, I, I got into my dark realms. <laughs> and I was like, fuck everything, this is hopeless. So I was sitting home and uh, just to switch off my brain, I just grabbed a guitar and I'm not a guitar player, but I have a few instruments here, some yeah. guitars. Actually, I have a fucking nice Gary Hall signature. Exodus. Love him. And the shit is like, uh, um, I was doing actually just playing guitar all the day. <laughs> and I can't really play, but uh, it was cool. And I made this kind of like a Slayer cover just for fun, for myself, like an angel of that. But dude, I did by that's impossible for me to play so i had to go kind of like really like almost like riff by riff yeah. <laughs> but just for fun you know i just fucking i i don't have any go with it i just did it i showed it to my son maybe <laughs> some people you know and that's it i don't care but uh, i like covers sometimes and i think it's really fun it would be cool to play some live too maybe um but to make a full cover album Maybe one day, um, but that should be not only punk. Maybe it could be something else yeah. as well, just to make it even more spicy. You I know, like put it. some new wave, new wave covers by me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that uh, one, I was, <laughs> but yeah, that, dude, I, that would be interesting, would my be, friend. Yeah, maybe that would be a bit too much. But you don't <laughs> want to know when we are in backstage, like in the bus, you know, like people come. Like in a Vatain bus, you know, it's like a fucking party, like exploding the PA, you know, the, the stereo, it's like metal, like at full fucking uh, volume. When we tour together, you know, you go to the Mayhem bus, it's like silent, people just doing some stuff, you know, slight party, and some new wave music from the 80s in the background. You know? <laughs> Well, maybe it should not be in the interview. Maybe it's a bit <laughs> I'm keeping it in. Everybody knows now. <laughs> okay, but it's too late. It's no, too late. You, okay. you let it go. They oh, don't, the new wave oops. is on the mayhem bus. <laughs> it's okay. okay. New wave is yeah, awesome, bro. Is. We're good, man. We're I mean, good. It is. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's what it is. You know, I mean, but I love that because I can always go to the Vatain bus to party yep. and get fucking crazy and then just walk back to chill in my bus and split. I have a nice joint in peace, you know. And just come <laughs> <and> relax. <laughs> Absolutely, man. <laughs> so we did bring up, yeah. and, and this is a last question I want everybody to know, man, one more time, guys. The new EP, Activistic Black Disorder Commando EP. <laughs> it's coming out July 9th, guys. Make sure you're picking up pre-order. Like, like we mentioned, three new Mayhem songs for awesome classic punk rock hardcore covers make sure you guys are picking it up the last record damon man we loved it is great you guys did get stopped touring now are you guys going to focus on your next tour cycle whenever that is on that record or do you feel you should you should go record something new at this point what do you think thank you very much pete yeah thanks for your words um fuck man we just came out with that album uh people yeah like you said it I'm really appreciate people really like seem like like it like the the, the the our direction you know with the diamond started touring in this fucking COVID you know we were already in Chicago had a pre-prod about to take off for this decibel tour you know when the whole sh we had turned back from fucking uh, Omaha you know <laughs> like we were on the way from Chicago to Denver so all maybe turned back and went to the airport so 
we max all the fucking costs. <laughs> we printed the t-shirts, rented the backline, the crew, set up all the shit pre-production, <laughs> then went home. So it was great. But that completely fucked us, and I'm still pissed off of this. But anyway, what can we do? We want to continue immediately uh, with the touring, yes. of course. And uh, the plan is US. It's set. I mean, it's been two times postponed, right? <laughs> Already? Yes, two times, yeah. Um, I- imagine that work of this poor promote- promoter, guys, and all this fucking huge shit goes to the litter. But it's for the whole music business, it's fucked, basically. I really hope we're going to survive. And I really hope that we can come finally. I think this, the, the tour was scheduled something for February, March next year. Uh, uh, the US tour. So I'm really, really looking forward. And it was so fucking great to play the Diamond. And we had really a, a good tour starting. You know, it was a fucking good vibe, you know, in Europe. Suddenly, uh, twice more people came, some shows, you know, fucking good atmosphere. And uh, it was a kicking ass uh, vibe, you know, and it was. Again, <laughs> you know, thank you. Yeah. So, so we're gonna we're gonna come back and hope we're gonna have the same spin and and uh, I just appreciate and, and adore all you guys for your patience. But we all know, like this fucking Armageddon, uh, we just have to survive and make our own, <laughs> you know, and come back and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's we're gonna pay, we, we rescheduled everything, all the festivals, all the tours, all Europe, US, even Vegas. Uh, there is a. Um, That's me. <laughs> I'm in Las you? Vegas. Yeah, yeah, I'm in Las Vegas. That's me. Oh, fuck. Yeah, cool. That's where cool, I live. Cool. <laughs> you know, the, the, the Psycho Fest, yep. um, it's, it's still on. Yep. And we are still on, I heard. So. I think now now we just have to figure out what are these fucking travel rules. If I have to go to quarantine or what the fuck. Dude, last last weekend, there was the first Mayhem show in one and a half year above the Polar Circle. Beautiful up in Norway, super beautiful. But which was less beautiful when we arrived with Charles, with Gore, the guitarist. They fucking took us eight days hotel uh, quarantine at the airport in Oslo, man. <sighs> yeah. Eight fucking days was very psychedelic. <laughs> still, it's like, oh, and so it's it's still. I'm a bit worried. Still, I'm a bit skeptic that it's this shit is not over. Not not here for sure. We are looking forward now to hear the final law and the final rules. How can we travel? And it's hard to hear any final because it's changing any time. Every you know? day, but yeah. Every fucking day, like in Norway, man. One day they released me from the hotel, but I stayed the next day because we had the next rehearsal schedule. The next day they said, no, you have to stay. I was like, man, your colleague released me a day ago. Yeah, but we are not sure it's wrong. You know, like, how is it the fucking, this rule, that rule, and this poor lady, this officer, you know, you can see on her face or in her eyes that she's completely confused, trying to figure out in the computer what's going on, making phone calls. I come back in five minutes trying to, you know, like <laughs> nobody knows, but let's hope this shit is over now and uh, we can make Vegas at Psycho Fest. I would love to do it actually because we are hungry and this is our life, our work, you know, it's like we try to make it, we do our best, but if not for sure next year mm-hmm. or whenever it's going to be possible, we are coming if we are still alive, you know, <laughs> I uh, hope. Yes. Still, still undead. 
Fuck yeah. Yeah, dude, that's my first concert since COVID is Psycho Vegas. That's what I'm waiting for. That's my I've told people many times I'm just waiting for it. Dude. Like you, I'm like, we're a month, month and two weeks away. I think it's August twenty first, uh something like that. We're a couple months away. And I'm like yeah. every day yeah. I'm like we get closer, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna make it, but I'm always like I'm always skeptical, like you just said. And for, for bands yeah, flying bro, over, I'm, man, I'm, oof, it's gonna be like there's some preparation. Yeah. It's it's scary. It's scary. I mean, I don't want to bring up any negative vibe, and Absolutely. I'm still really crossing my my fingers. But I I have to admit, I still didn't see any flights booked. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's a little bit shitty. And uh, but you know what? That let's say it won't mean anything. I think they just need to the management. Just I think they just have to figure out. How can we travel? What are the conditions? Do we need vaccine? What, because like when I went to Norway, they said we only accept the vaccination which been made in Norway. You know, <laughs> I was like, Man. thank you. <laughs> yeah. I had my fucking COVID card. Holy shit. Yeah. You know? yeah. So like, okay. Um, the politics thanks. of it. So yeah. I'm, I'm so happy now to spend eight days on my own money or I mean on production cost in a fucking quarantine hotel, you know, where you are even not allowed to leave the area. You know, we could go out like two hours walk, like in a, like, like a half prison. Well, it was not, well, it was not the end of the world or not that bad, but time consuming, you know, I was fucking locked here in Hungary. Finally, we are released. Finally, it's a little bit better weather. I could get the fuck out, you know, a little bit. Then I get to Norway in another quarantine. <laughs> I was like, thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, man. Oh. I can't imagine. This is a mad, yeah. It's I... a fucking madhouse, but you know what? It's not the end of the world, of course. I'm just saying, and I know that other people and other businesses, probably they are, they are, they are worse affected than me. You know, like, I mean, I think we can survive, but I can just, I hope everybody else and all the smaller bands and, and you know, the, the, all the, the real and true small bands, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to fucking, because this is now, it's like a slaughtering of the artists, actually. Like, I can't imagine if you really have to pay a serious rent or you live not in your hometown, somewhere abroad, you know, and you, you survive from your art and that's like, that's very, already very bumpy, <laughs> you know, and then you got this fucking shit. Even if you're a painter, you can't show your stuff, sculpture, any artist. Everybody was affected, I think, almost. Um, I, I just hope they they can also survive. We, we're going to make it. We are relatively in a survivable position, so to say, yeah. you know, because I, luckily I was smart enough at least to do a little savings i started to start you know save money a bit for the rainy days no, i never thought it's gonna be tomorrow <laughs> you know so a year and a half anyway. of rain yeah <laughs> fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man. man yeah yeah but you know what you're right you said it we're gonna stay positive we're gonna hope for psycho vegas and then things open up it looks yeah. like people are really taking it seriously now what i'm seeing mm-hmm. but you're right the rules we're just gonna have to listen be patient and see what we can do. Yeah. But in the meantime, you guys did us a huge favor. You put out an EP for us to listen to. And I want to thank you so much and tell everybody one more time, guys, at Vistic Black Disorder Commando EP, it's coming out July 9th. Make sure you guys are pre-ordering it. 
Huge fan, my friend. So with that, Attila, it's been a blast, dude. I'm so happy we finally got to talk to you, man. I got to see you face-to-face through the phone, and we got it all worked out, man. So thank you so much, brother, for calling into the Metal Sucks podcast. Thank you very much, Peter. It was a pleasure to um, do this interview, and my apologies again of this. A little bump in my morning, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, the time shift. No worries, my uh, man. It, uh, it all worked out. I fucking send you guys over there my best hugs and stay metal, stay tuned, and stay punk, right? Yes. Stay punk, black metal. <laughs> <laughs>
the Metal Sucks Podcast.
the Metal Sucks Podcast. And we are back. First song you heard is off the latest EP, Atvistic Black Disorder Commando. That track is Voices Ab Alta. Sorry if I said that wrong. And then the second track, also off that EP, Everlasting Dying Flame. Guys, if you haven't picked it up, Advistic Black Disorder Commando EP is out now. As we talked about, three original Mayhem tracks and then punk rock covers on the second side. 
Dude, it's a great time. Make sure you guys are pre-ordering. Third song you heard comes from a band called Mordred. Uh, they are putting out their new album, The Dark Parade, July 23rd. And that track is called Demonic Number no. 7. Mordred's a band that was long time ago was super cool i was way into and then this is the new record that they're putting out uh first one in a long time so i'm i hope you guys do like that band check it out once again dark parade is out july 23rd with that i want to thank everybody uh for the five star reviews we keep getting on the good old apple itunes you guys are the best truly that's all we ask for as a team as a podcast is to go over to apple itunes if you enjoyed the show and just click five stars on the route we don't need words we don't have we don't read the reviews but the five stars seeing that little number grow that means the world to us so if you enjoy us our company the interviews that's all we ask for and if you guys want to hear us on our documentary discussion podcast, that is Rise to Offend. We've done over 100 episodes. Um, most stories, two parts, three parts, many of metal legends, uh, many people that we take that digital imprint, what's out there on the internet, and we tell the story from that kind of uh, avenue. So it's it's a different way, but I do think the digital imprint is going to represent us more than our actual selves down the road. So it's just a concept that we have. Shows them in their weakest and in their strongest moments. And... Uh, judges as little as possible so if you guys are into documentary discussion podcasts go ahead and check it out henry rollins is up andrew dice clay is up uh man many many others bill hicks jenna jameson all the way down the road guys so rise to offend is that podcast and thank you guys who support that podcast as well chuck Schuldiner part three needs to be needs to happen it's a priority <laughs> i'll get it done Give me a couple weeks. No, guys. God, you guys, if you guys only knew, if you guys only, only knew, knew, there's a lot the of stuff going on over here in the circle of uh, the metal sucks. But world. you got to understand keep getting something. these out. We Pete keep doesn't these out. know how to bitch. I'm not going to bitch. So I'm going to get go. it done. And I got to get it done right. That's the thing. I can't oh, rush it. Chuck yeah. Schuldiner means too much to me for me to rush that mm -hmm. third episode and not get the right clips and the right stuff together. So it will happen with that. Our good friends. Sorry about the audio last week. <laughs> Pete's fault. Jeez. I'll take, I'll take full responsibility. I put it out. I could have canceled the episode, but I put it out. Anyways. All right, guys. Talk, talk to you next week. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off.